The key to success on the field and in your backyard is a comprehensive game plan. So if you're building a fence or a deck this year, trust a Terkstra coach to design, quote, or order the right materials for your project. Visit a Terkstra Lumber near you to learn more. From the Ticats Audio Network, this is the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Hello and welcome to the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Coach, you guys are uh, back in town from Winnipeg. Um, long road trip. Had the rain and the storm delay. Kind of not the easiest trip. And of course, not the outcome that you were hoping for. Um, take me right into the uh, to the locker room post game. What was the message to the team and what's what's your, what was the energy and demeanor? Well, the guys were hurt. You know, I think that it was um, it was painful. Um, I think frustration wasn't that wasn't really the energy that I felt. I just felt that uh, you know they know that we're a few plays away from from making you know making a you know an impact in the win column, and so that that's really what it was. Um, you know, it's always reserved after the locker room to review the tape. It's easy to just point the fingers at certain things and. You know, it's one of those cases where the game was a little bit closer than the score. Uh, you know, there was they made they made some plays at the end to make it look a, a little bit lopsided. But you know, I think there was an unfortunate you know play you know at the end of the half where we we just missed the screen there, and hmm. uh, obviously they capitalized with under a minute to go, and, and and you know Dembski made a great catch, and so you know at that point we were ahead nine seven, and you know the momentum swung heading into the half, but there was so much football. Um, left to be played, and so you know, credit them. They they beat us, and uh, but we feel like uh, we aided it a little bit. But that's football. Yeah, my uh, experience with you as a head coach was, uh, you know, if a team is giving effort, if if our teams were giving effort, I don't remember um, a, a an energy or a message of really uh disappointment or or i guess anger is that sort of still still uh is that kind of how you you're you address your team i mean you were always a very uh well you played for a long time you're you're a hall of fame cfl player so uh you struck me as a guy who understands what it's like to be maybe uh uh, whatever berated or yelled at after a loss uh is that sort of still your mentality towards uh towards your teams yeah, it's, you know, they're, again, they're people first, and you're going to find, I don't even really know if I can even recall a time when a player goes out there trying to mess up, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I know that simply stated, but it's just the truth. Like, if they're doing what we ask, you know, to the best of their ability, you know, physical mistakes are going to be, you know, those are going to be tolerated to a point. You know, it's the mental ones that will be continually challenged that, you know, those type of things, but... You know, I feel like you turn our tape on and, you know, we're a physical football team that, you know, has, you know, we haven't put up the points that we, we'd like to, but there's a collection of things that happen when that happens. It's not a, it's not a one, it's not a one stage type of deal where you can say this is exactly what it is. Um, there's areas on the football field we have to play better if we want to consistently win. And some of those things are controllable and some of them aren't. And so, you know, it's a long-winded answer to, you know, the approach is still positive. I, I still am, but we're not going to brush anything under the rug. We will, you know, we'll always address the elephant in the room, uh, you know, if, if it needs to be. Um, but, you know, most of the time it doesn't call for that. But if it does, you know, we always, you know, we can be a little stern when we need to. Mm-hmm. The last week in our show, 
I asked if that Calgary loss at Tim Hortons Field felt a little different than the week one loss in Sask. What about what about this week in Winnipeg? Is there a sense of 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 uh, despair or anger growing, or is it not that way? You know, I can just give you my perspective, and I can, what I can see is what nobody else sees. I see people early for meetings. I see people with their notepads open. I see attentive eyes. I see coaches coaching their ass off. I see personnel people digging. I see equipment people slagging bags off the truck. I see therapists working overtime, visiting the second floor. I see video people doing whatever they can do. That's what I see. And that's not always the case, even on winning teams. And so does that make mean that it's not a, you know, a zero sum game when it comes to wins and losses? No, of course it is. That's, that's what it's about. It's a sports entertainment business, but it is about wins and losses. I've been doing this long enough to know that if you do things the right way with the right effort and you have enough, enough talent, it'll turn. Yeah. So that, that must give you hope. I mean, going forward that you've got a a building full of people kind of, kind of going the extra, the extra uh, mile. Yeah, and I wouldn't say that they've – I'd say they've turned the thermostat up a little bit, but I'd mm-hmm. say that they had that approach since training camp. It's just – it's a different feeling when, you know, I think, you know, being up 24 points and not closing the deal, I've been part of those comebacks before, but I haven't been on the other side of it. So I think it was a new feeling for everybody in the building when you were talking to about the Calgary one. But you've been around me long enough to know that we'll definitely look in the rearview mirror to get better. But we're always going to be looking out the windshield to the future. Mm-hmm. Um, the turnovers, obviously, it's part of it's part of the storyline for the wins and losses. There's been one CFL game this year, one that was won by the team who turned the ball over more times than the opponent. Every other game uh, was either was either a tied in the, turn, in the turnover battle or or the t- team who turned it over more lost, as as is usually happens. Um, is there a coaching strategy with turnovers? Because I think to the to your average fan, it comes down to one person's personal effort or or you know or execution with when it's their turn to handle the football for the team. But from your place on the sidelines, from your place in the meetings, what can be talked about? What can be said to a team about this? Just that it does affect outcomes. You know, if there's one analytic that you want to pay attention to or one statistic, it's it's definitely that. And I think that's been you know, it stood over the test of time, I and mean, there's always exceptions to the majority of rules, and that is, you know, you, you referred to one single game, but the majority of the time it's, it's going to affect the outcome of the game. And, hey, listen, Luke, you know, for three quarters we had no sacks and we had no turnovers, right? And, you know, at the same time we got to take the ball away a little bit more and, mm-hmm. and timely, you know, type of things. But when you're, when you're talking about that, so I thought we did, you know, it's been addressed, uh, I think, specifically to your comment. Yeah, it's emphasized in practice. You know, if, you know, listen, there isn't a practice I've ever been a part of or a team where there's no interceptions. Uh, you'd like to not see any fumbles in practice since there's no contact. You don't want to see lazy ball security, and that's emphasized. But at the end of the day, you're practicing to perform, and that's the player's job is to perform. And so you can't play for them, and but it is our job to prepare them. And so we do take those steps in practice, and 
we overemphasize things and we'll continue to do it until the tide turns. The uh, <clears throat> constantly in football and, and in our team meetings uh, when I was around there, and I'm sure still to this day, there's the, there is the discussion or the identification of, of things that go into the category of controllable and things in the uncontrollable. You mentioned mm-hmm. kind of some of that it's, the, the factors that cause a win or a loss come from both of those categories, but the way where you have to put your mindset and your focus is all on those controllable factors in Winnipeg. Was there, was there a number of, of uncontrollable, was there a number of uncontrollables that stand out in your mind that were maybe part of, of the way that game went? Uh, you know, it, those are, that's a great question and I'm not sure I have a great answer. I can just say that there, you know, I don't feel, I felt like we, the thing I'm, that's great is that there are some games that you've turned on and they're, the ball game's over. Mm. And I don't, we haven't been out of any ball games. And most of these games are going to come down to the last quarter, maybe the last five, seven minutes. That's the way um, it's just kind of has been historically. And, you know, with the exception of the times when you're not in them. And that's the goal is to, to be in every football game, but you got to close them out. That's, we're not in the business of close, we're in the business of winning. And but if you just focus on that, you just tighten everybody up. Mm. You got to be focused on the process and the stepping stones to get that done. And and we're grinding. We're grinding and I'm encouraged and we're still going to have fun. Winning is fun. Let's not get it twisted. Mm -hmm. But we're still going to enjoy, you know, putting on this mean face and clenching your fists doesn't guarantee wins. And but at the same time, we're not going to be. You know, just let things be loose and free and act like, uh, you know, everything is okay. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's that fine line. And I told you I didn't have a great answer because, you know, the things that we controlled, you know, for example, you know, a slant to a receiver that get that a DB makes a great hit. Mm -hmm. You know, I know you with a lot of pride says, hey, I got to hold on to that. And then there's a time when if it was your DB that made it, you'd say, oh, hell of a play. And so, you know, is that controllable or uncontrollable? I don't know. It probably depends who you ask, Um, you know, and then, you know, you'll have somebody say, well, it was the ball. And then was it great DB play? And was it bad ball security by the receiver? So what I'd like to say is, and you know this, Luke, you've been in them. Did you make every play you could make? Everybody can't. Every play is not for everybody. So when it comes to your time, some people are, as you've heard me say it more times than you probably care to hear, but here's one more. And that is, you know, some of you are going to have 15 opportunities to make a play and some of you are only going to have two. And I don't care what you grade out as, as a position group. If you didn't make, if you had two opportunities and you didn't make any, you grade out 0%. Hmm. You know, if you made two, it's 100%. That's the beauty of the team game. Make your play when it comes. That's that's very well said, and boy, it makes me think back to a lot of games that slipped away for little things. I remember having I had a great game in Toronto one time, and Zach Caleros threw me whatever ten catches, but one of them skipped off my hands as I got hit in over the middle, and it was an interception, and we lost. I mean, like, and that's kind of what I remembered about that game, even though I had played great. But the one mm-hmm. that you could say maybe I should have, maybe it was a catch that I make other times, or maybe. Ray Emery or whoever it was hit me hit me just the right time that, that the ball skipped out. So, boy, it is complex and it's uh, and it is the best team sport there is. I'll say that 
But you would have graded out ninety percent there. Yeah, ninety percent. <laughs> ninety. But yeah. That's what made you great. That's what made you great, though, Luke. Yeah. Like you, you remember that, and, and it wasn't about you dropping it. It was about letting the team down, and that's what made you great, man. Well, let's not let's not get down that rabbit hole because I, I have a couple other ones I remember too. The, well, uh, just one a week. One a week is all we're doing. <laughs> we're at our quota. <laughs> okay. okay, I'll share. I'll, I'll share dropping a hold in Calgary next week on the time the Coach O show. So be sure to tune in. All right. The uh, on the turnover uh, discussion, the, here's a stat for you that 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 is uh, a glimpse of hope or or a movement in the right direction, I should say. The turnover ratio is at plus five and a total of eleven, but each game has progressed with with fewer and few fewer turnovers. So, you know, and that's from an offensive standpoint. The defense, like you said, you address that's part of the ratios too. And I'm I get stuck in my mm-hmm. offensive mindset of just thinking let's not turn the ball over, but. There's that side of the right. ratio as well, where you want to get more takeaways. But offensively, there's been fewer and few, fewer as the game progresses. But this is the thing that I can't, that's jumping out to me as, I, as, it were, as RJ and I are calling these games. The Ticats, in my opinion, have had the quirkiest stretch of turnovers. It's not like you have a quarterback that is th- that has the, 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 the uh, turnover bug. You just can't help but throw interceptions. And everyone's seen a team that, where, that, where a quarterback is really week after week making really poor decisions. And not to say that Dane has had perfect games, but the last three interceptions have bounced off of Hamilton players as well. And mm-hmm. give it to the Winnipeg defenders and the timeliness of that of those hits. Um, you know, Adam Big Hill's hit across the middle with Dunbar was was a really, really well timed tackle. Um, so you gotta give it to that. But that's quirky. And so in my mind when I'm watching this, it's, I say, well is for as many times as that happens and the ball gets turned over there's going to be one this season that gets that goes our direction with that turnover or one that pops off of Dunbar's hands and then Tim White catches it or something weird like that. The, you can't you don't want to you don't want to have it way too heavy on you in the negative there. And so I don't know if you ask RJ Broadhead, RJ says he has no worries about the season. He is unbelievably hopeful and positive about the Hamilton Tiger Cats right now. And, mm-hmm. and the, the turnover ratio to me doesn't tell the full story. Um Quickly, let's have a word for our sponsors here. The Coach O Show is presented by Turkster Lumber. If you're thinking of tackling a project in your home, talk to a project coach from Turkster Lumber. They can help with everything from ordering a new front door to designing a new fence or deck. Do it yourself does not mean do it alone. Visit TurksterLumber.com to learn more. So, Coach, on the hopeful right direction uh, discussion here for your 2022 team, Give me some more things. What's moving in the right direction here? Because there really are a few. And yes, the 0-3 is the most important stat, stats, but there are some things that are going right. What are you What are you praising your team for right now? Effort, staying together, um, getting better on the things that we've emphasized week to week. You know, we'd obviously emphasize winning, but that's that's the always the end goal, right? But we don't, as you know, we don't end watch. Uh, winning is a byproduct of doing all the little things throughout a football game that you might nec- you might possibly take for granted when you get a lot of wins, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, and when we were, you know, fifteen and three, you know, just as easily we could have been seventeen and one, you know. True. There, there was quirky things that happened that year. We also were had a great comeback in in two of those games, you know. So. You know, sometimes you get those bounces, sometimes you don't. Right now, we haven't got those. And, you know, so I'm encouraged by the people. I'm encouraged by the things that don't show up uh, for the the casual fan. Uh, not even the casual fan, just any any fan, really. You know, it's I understand they pay to watch 
entertainment and and I love the passion especially here you know at home I'm biased but you know that they, they that carries on a day or two after you know when they're cutting their grass and they're shaking their head but they're shaking their head with the tie cat hat on mm. they're not throwing it away right. they're passionate and I, I love that and they want to see a winner and we will win and uh, that's just part of the deal so I'm just encouraged of how everybody's rolling up their sleeves going to work and doesn't matter who's on the schedule the next week. Uh, we're we're going out there prepared to win, and you know ultimately it's got to show up in the, in the standings. Yeah, that's great. The uh, you know, and in a tangible sense as well, uh, the Ticats came away with four sacks uh, in Winnipeg. You know, and going into that game, people were talking about that was a shortcoming of Mark Washington's defense in the first two games and things like that working right you know i assume and we all hope that brandon revenberg will maybe be healthy for this game that's a that's something that's going to look better for the tie cats obviously there's been some struggles in the offensive line um today the team was not on the field correct correct tech t- talk to me a little bit about your mindset of the shorter practice weeks and obviously the emphasis on maybe player health well that's what it is it's it's taking a temperature of your football team and you know weighing the risks of uh going out there and whatnot or spending some extra classroom time uh we haven't been uh relatively healthy on the o-line you know i think you know i think chris van zyle probably has more starts than the other four mm-hmm. um combined you know and uh i know he's played a while but you know it's you know we're and then you, you pull revenberg out of there and, and you know you can have a tough go and so you know is it more important that they practice and be on their feet for two hours or is it more important for them to be healthy and mentally prepared and you know everybody can have their own opinion for this week uh, we felt like the best opportunity for us to put our best foot forward was to get a little bit more classroom time uh, figure out where we're going to be and then we'll uh we'll ramp it up tomorrow from the the player in me it's not just the the health of just and just the on the ongoing grind of the season, but it's kind of kind of trying to get on an airplane at whatever it was two a.m. or whenever you guys flew out of Winnipeg, come home, get in your bed at five a.m. and then have to get up to practice the next day. I mean, in my mind, that's that's the, that decision gets made because of that rain delay, because of the trip in general, and I got to think that 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 there's some players who are thankful for uh, for for physically for for that uh, rest. I know I would have been. Maybe my first year, I could have said no. I would have practiced just as well as I would have rested, but not since then. So I, I'm guessing I'm guessing that's a player friendly decision. If I had to speak from my own uh, uh, experience, the uh, get ready for Edmonton. You're going up against a team who's also 0 and three. I think you could probably argue that some of their losses, uh, maybe particularly against Sask, were a little bit more of a of a solidified loss. Like you said, we the Ticats have been in each of the three games they pay, they played, but the point is Ed, Edmonton's struggling. I don't know about you as a head coach, as a player. When I was going against a team who's struggling, even if we were let's say zero and three and zero and three, it was very easy for me to say these guys are bad and we're just going to make sure that they keep losing. And that logic's not really sound, right? I mean, that the records are, are the same, but it's the power of positive thinking. Does, in your mind, are the stars aligning for the for the Ticats to get their first win? Is this the does this week feel like the one for you? 
Well, last week felt like the one for me. That's good. And the one before for sure did. Yeah. And opening week felt like it. So, and and that's not to dance around. That's that's the truth. You know, I don't. I believe you. you. Know, there's too much time put. There's too much time put into it by everybody involved to you know half step it. And I feel like the preparation has been there. You know, you're always reevaluating, trying to be innovative and creative, but also fundamentally sound in in what we're doing in our approach. Uh, when it comes to this week, it's not really, um, and I know you were just using it as a term, but it's not even a matter of stars aligning. I mean, we could be playing an undefeated team. You know, we could be playing whoever, and it would have to align because we're going to play the next game on the schedule. And it just so happens that, you know, there is going to be some media around the records and something's got to give and and, not, and with that. But that's um, that's just the way it's happened, you know. I think if you ask both of us, you know, we'd rather be three and zero and have that headline, um, you know, or have anything but what we have right now. But that's that's the hand we've been dealt. So um, I don't really have a comment for the stars aligning. I just know that we're preparing for them like they're not zero and three. You know what I have seen on tape from Edmonton is you know they've gotten better each week too. Mm-hmm. I know they've made a lot of personnel adjustments. And so, you know, I've been around Chris Jones long enough that uh, he'll have his ball club prepared. And uh, but we won't, as you know, Luke, we don't focus too much on the opponent outside of some base things that they're doing. The focus remains on ourselves and our own execution. I'm sure we'll see our dose of cover zero, uh, as is uh, tradition <laughs> with uh, their head coach there. Uh, fans on Friday. Uh, the Ticats are going to honor Dave Stala as the alumnus of distinction. He'll be a guest uh, as well on a special edition of Task and Twos with myself and Andy Fantuz uh, that'll release this week on the Ticats Audio Network. Uh, yeah, D- Dave and actually his daughter are going to lead the team onto the field for Friday's game, and he'll be uh, included in some of our broadcasts, and we'll kind of have him on and off the the, the uh, Ticat Audio Network uh, game day coverage in a bunch of different uh, uh, ways. So classic, uh, classic uh, CFL great and Hamilton uh maybe I'll say legend, uh, Sticky Stala, one of the first uh, players I met when I came up to uh, to the CFL for the 2013 season. And he and his daughter are going to have a hammer, the the hammer jerseys on to, to run the, the team out. So awesome. great day for, for a Ticat football game. Uh, that'll be this weekend uh, at Tim Hortons Field. Coach, I always appreciate uh, our, our, our weekly show uh, and uh, looking forward to a great game this weekend for you and your team. Absolutely. Look forward to it. And thanks, Luke. It's always a good time, buddy. Another episode of the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is in the books. Let us know your thoughts. Email us at gamedayatiecats.ca. Coach O and Luke are back next week to discuss the latest from the locker room. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.